Hey, come here. Who, me? Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. He's done with the yeses. You won't be embarrassed by your coworkers or people at the gym. You can turn your volume back up. Yes! <laughs> hey, everybody. Yes, welcome back to the 151st episode of the Paid Search Podcast. My name is Jason Rothman, and as always, I'm joined by Chris Schaefer, but for the first time, I'm joined by Chris Schaefer in a hat or a baseball cap or like a trucker cap or a farmer cap. What's going on, Chris? It's, uh, hi, Jason. Um, you know, hi, I, hi, Jason. I'm the, I'm excuse me, my voice is a little crackly. Um, those of you Sorry. who have talked to me this week know that uh, I have a little crackly voice. I'm perfectly fine. I'm not sick. I feel just fine. Campaigns are being taken care of just okay, fine. Okay, but if you're not sick, then what's that from? Do you have anger issues? Do you yell at people? Oh, I. It's if mainly you're not from sick, s- then what's it from? Singing, singing along with my music, and also yelling at CrossFit. There's a lot of grunting at CrossFit, at that, CrossFit. that happens. Okay. Yeah, that's. That's it. So, yeah. Well, um, what's with the hat? No, no, no. What's with the hat? Don't, I didn't want to fix my hair. This. I did. I literally, oh, really? yeah, I literally walked into my bathroom. I was like, oh, we got the podcast. I do not want to fix my hair. So I put a hat on and it's my favorite yeah. hat. Um, and uh, that's it. I just didn't want to fix my hair. Can I say something? Yeah. Please. It looks good. The hat looks good. Oh, it that's it? Good what? That's all? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> So just chill out, like relax, were, at ease, Chris. I thought at you were going to no. give me a character in a movie, like you usually do. You said you look just like, and then you were going to throw, like, a, throw me. Um, into, if a I was going to say anything, you look like a leading man. Wow, I, you look like I could put this up on a poster and sell some tickets. Like you look good. You it fits you. I, I don't really know what to do when I'm not awkwardly embarrassed about what you say. So um, now I'm even more embarrassed. So let me talk about make something me make more me some important. money. Then the That's way I look <laughs> is our sponsor, optio.com slash PSP. You can get a six-week extended trial to try out the cool features of this amazing online software that helps you manage your Google Ads campaigns. Display, remarketing, search, shopping, it does it all. It can help you optimize these campaigns and send you email alerts. So there's all these great email alerts that will show up right in your inbox in the morning to say, hey, did you know you were spending under budget? Did you know you were spending over budget? Did you know that you hit a new cost per acquisition record in the past couple days? These are really cool things that bring your attention to things that when you're in your daily grind, you would not usually see these or notice these. And they're great reminders and that's just the reminders. It does way more than that. Check it out for yourself. Optio.com slash PSP. Six-week extended trial. We thank them for their sponsorship. Yes, Chris. Thank you for that. And uh, as always, we read a review. Uh, review of the week. And we get so many reviews on iTunes. iTunes platforms all around the world. We really appreciate it when you guys do that. It bumps up the show in the rankings. And as you know from last week, we are a top... 800-ish, so I'm going to say top 500-ish overall business podcast. So we're climbing up the rankings. And today's review comes from Logan in Australia. But I don't know what city, but he's in Australia. He says, Jason, the hashtag, Edwards Master. And he leaves five stars. Thanks a bunch, guys. You've been very helpful. What? Again? 
Are you making huh? the... <laughs> Please, no, please continue. It's just the second week in a row that I've heard a review that specifically talks about Jason. I just... Oh, well, they're, they're leaving them, Chris. Okay. Uh, thank, thanks a bunch, guys. I hate I'm just reading what they're leaving. Thanks a bunch, guys. You've been a very helpful, all the well, being entertaining AF. Jason has all the jokes, uh, loving the banter and chemistry between you lads while helping the world get better at AdWords and in life. Well, mm-hmm. Logan, thank you for that review. And uh, that was this week's review of the week. And maybe, Chris, someone will leave a review about you. Yeah. And when they do, I'll, I'll read that. But as long as they're leaving multiple reviews about me, uh, I'm going to keep yeah, reading. You're going to keep so, reading. Um, yeah. <laughs> Chris, um, we got a great Q&A uh, episode. Very interesting questions. I'm impressed with them. Um, Chris edited them down and uh, got right to the beef. And they're all very good. And just some housekeeping stuff. Patreon, Chris. It's up 500% since last episode. Wow. Amazing. And I want to thank, I want to thank Brad. I want to thank Martin. I want to thank Mitch. Thank you, Mitch. I want to thank Ryan. And I want to thank Walter. And uh, Chris, I'm having fun with Patreon. It's it's a little different when you first go over there as a podcaster and hear all these other podcasters that are like, oh, well, I can really let my hair down. I can really speak my mind over there. But it is nice having that little wall up um, so you don't have uh, just everyone in the world listening. But we, we talk business over there. And just life stuff, stuff we would banter about uh, after the show anyway. So you guys can find a link for that. Um, we're doing the Insiders, Chris. Uh, I just invoiced you for half of our remarketing bill mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the other night. And you paid it. Surprising. You paid it. And you said, Jason, I'm going to keep it going. So, Chris, why don't you tell people remarketing really works? I think my favorite way to describe it is it is the best per dollar investment in Google ads. And wow. Uh, convert. I got a convert. Yeah. I mean, because, and well, I didn't say that just because I do it, but I say it because when it comes to my clients, I mean, I can be killing it with the conversion rate and they think, you know, well, I'm just getting leads, you know, that's what it's for. But what they tell me, what, what they stop and say, Hey, Chris, you know, they send me an email or we're talking on the phone and they say, at a guy, you know, come into the office and said, you guys are huge. I see your face everywhere. I see your logo everywhere. That's what they meant. And they're super happy about that. And to them, that is an outlier. That's something different than just leads. And yeah, I mean, remarketing per dollar investment is, is great. Isn't it weird, Chris, how like you've, you're seeing it working for your own business. You can feel it right now because of the paid search podcast remarketing ads. Isn't it just so weird that it's like, you know, it's working, but you can't really explain yeah. exactly where it's working or exactly Magical. what lead it brought in. It just feels like things are just up uh, for really not that much money. So we were to encourage everyone uh, run your own remarketing ads. And uh, it, it's definitely like you say, best, best investment per dollar. Uh, in Google Ads. So Chris, let's get to our questions. If you guys have a question for us, what we do is we batch them. Um, and then we do these Q&A episodes uh, once every month, once every two months, something like that, once every six weeks. And uh, you can send them to us at paidsearchpodcast.com on the contact page. Questions about business, questions about life, questions about relationships, questions about Google Ads, questions about Bing. We'll answer it all. Or you can call in. We love the voicemails. 214 214- Eight one zero one three five five. You leave us a voicemail and we'll play it here on the show. And we have one voicemail coming up later on. But today's first question comes from Omar from Schaumburg, Illinois. And Chris was nice enough to say a suburb of Chicago. Yeah, bro. 
I know. Uh, geography was always my thing. I had a great fourth grade teacher. I think um, he put that. I think Omar put that in there. Oh, well, Omar, I know where Schomburg is. Come on. Um, but yeah, I had a fourth grade teacher, Chris. She moved to the Chicago area from Oklahoma. And uh, I still think about her to this day. Wow. Because she was such a great teacher. Uh, she was a great teacher. And I met my best friend in that class, Yannick. Did she break your heart? Like, No, she didn't break my heart. But I did. And it wasn't, it wasn't uh, looking back now, it sounds weird. But it wasn't a crush thing. It was just a... She's just a great person. Like, she was an angel. So, really appreciated her. Um, but, Chris, uh, Omar's question is for tips on selling a book through Google Ads. And <laughs> I know this is my question, but I'm going to tee this one up and punt <laughs> it over to Chris. Because for some reason, I just associate selling a book on Google Ads with you. Because I feel like you've had multiple clients that do that. I feel like you've trained people that do that. I remember you answering this on the sh- old shows. So, uh Go for it, buddy. Do my work for me. <laughs> well, no, that you're right. You're supposed to. I, pardon me for a second, um, but uh, an aside for Jason. Uh, Are we doing a little production here? Was I just supposed to read the question? <laughs> you were supposed to read the question right. and then ask. So, me. for those who don't know, I've totally banned Chris from talking to me outside of show hours because he's such a. <laughs> I don't know. He just tries to uh, take yeah. my time up, and you know, mm-hmm. so you know, I just don't allow him to get to me. So I tell him to talk to my people. And little miscommunication, Chris, don't worry, I'm going to fire someone for that. Uh, Someone's going to lose their livelihood for that little comment there. But yeah, let me ask you, Chris, tips on selling a book through Google Ads. What do you have for Omar? Okay, so Omar, I know you you, you said a lot more in your message. I cut it down uh, just to the core question you had. But here's what I would suggest. I've done uh, Google search on, uh, you know, trying to sell a book. And I've done stuff directly to Amazon. I've done stuff directly to a website. I'll tell you the difference between those. Um, What I like about sending someone to a website is that you can track actions. So if they purchase or if they stay on the site, if they look at other things, you know, bounce rate, stuff like that, you can track that. You have analytics, you have conversion tracking, uh, you have other call to actions, get them to sign up for a author newsletter or, you know, a publisher newsletter or something like that. So that's good. The disadvantage with Amazon is you get none of that. You send them off into a black hole and you absolutely have no idea what they did. Um, so there's that. Okay, so now let's talk about search versus display versus remarketing. So let me jump into remarketing really quick. It falls immediately into the pit uh, of whether you send them to the black hole of Amazon where you have no tracking or you send them to your own website. So again, remarketing is not possible with Amazon because they're not going to get any cookies. You're not going to be able to track them or get them on an audience list. So again, an advantage there. So now we're down to search and display. Let's say you are sending them to Amazon. So pretty much you're down to, you know, Amazon or somewhere else, maybe a publisher site, maybe some third party, maybe you're even doing affiliate sales or something like that. So now you're down to search and display. The big difference between these is intent. Because search is based on intent, the cost per click is going to be a lot more. People have to type in a certain thing. And how in the world, try and get in, I mean, I read a lot of books. I love to read. I read all the time. You can see some behind me. How <laughs> Those do you, are fake. Yeah, those are all fake. Those are prop. Uh, this is no, the, honestly, they look great. They look awesome there, Chris. They do. I put a lot of time and I know, I know you love organizing them. Yeah. So, um how could you possibly get into the mind of someone who's looking for a book? I mean, when I'm looking for a book, I have my ways of going about it. It's usually not Google search. 
So I've gone down that route before. It's expensive. It doesn't usually lead to a lot of uh, good things, especially if you're sending them to Amazon. So now we're down to just display. And I think display is my favorite because when it comes to book selling, it's about awareness. It's about letting them know that an author is out there grabbing their attention. And there's a lot of really cool things out there on display. You could do topics where you advertise to pages that have certain types of topics. You can do interests, people that have a certain audience type that has an interest in things. And look it up. There's even interests that are specific to sci-fi fantasy or goth stuff or, you know, like all kinds of weird interests that are on the uh, audience list that are pre-made in Google. So you could find these little niches and then layer that with uh, some keyword targeting. So if they have an interest in sci-fi or sci-fi fantasy, then you could couple that with some keywords. And now you're advertising to people have an interest in sci-fi fantasy and are looking at a page about, um, you know, new, new books, zombies, Yeah, yeah, whatever. So lots of good stuff that you can really target it. I would really discourage you from going wide open, you know, just like anybody who's interested in books, you know, readers, uh, things like that. That's a bad idea because of the, the great targeting that we have in display and go back and listen to our episodes about that, where we talk about display network, use it to its best advantage. And I think that's your, your best bet there. Yeah, Chris, and I I have that money mind, so I'm running the numbers here. And, you know, if if you sell a book and you say you make like seven bucks a book or something like that, if you spend 30 bucks a month on display, that's really not that much money. But all you have to do to make that profitable is just sell like four or five books. Not Maybe not that month from that traffic, but you can grow your overall awareness. And maybe in the future, that'll help you sell four to five books per month. And you can get a ton of clicks, a ton of impressions if your cost per click is only i don't know on display 10 cents 20 cents so a small budget can go a long way and i i agree i I love that creativity with the display network yeah all right so next question is from suzanne and in uh, suzanne is in noosa australia so suburb of chicago right exactly in a way Uh, in a way in a way it is we're all one people we're all one world yeah i'm just just a quick plane trip from Chicago, just right down the street. Um, what would you recommend for accounts with low budgets? Just use a few keywords and just hope that there are a good uh, few working keywords within there. Uh, or still use more keywords to get more data to work with. And specifically with accounts with just a few dollars a day. Suzanne has a couple clients and she's... You know, working with really small clients, she's excited to be in the industry and she's getting started. But hey, you, you remember the days back when you're like, I got a $300 client. You know, this is a big dollar. I, I remember the days. Yeah. Chris, I still have small clients. <laughs> I'm running search campaigns myself that spend right. $7 right. a day for my own business. I'm talking like, big. There's yeah. nothing. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with the small budget. So the first thing I would say to Suzanne is, hello, mate. And then I would say, um, so... <laughs> One, I would not be discouraged. It definitely is possible. But I would definitely say you asked about only running a few keywords, only those good working keywords. Yeah, you only want to run keywords that work in general. However, I don't like the idea of limiting yourself just because you have a small budget. My mindset is different, especially with a small budget. I like to go as wide as possible. I like to go as wide as possible with keywords. I like to go as wide as possible with schedule. 
I like to go as wide as possible with location. The reason why is because when you only have a small budget, you need to get as low a cost per click as possible to get the most clicks per the budget. You always want to do that, but it's especially important when you have a really small budget. So how do you get a low cost per click? Well, you give yourself more chances to get a low cost per click. It's all about showing up on the most auctions possible. Every time someone searches your keyword in a location you're targeting during the times you're running, that's an auction that you have a chance to show up on. If you're only showing up on 30 auctions a day and everyone else is bidding high and you're in position four because you have a low bid because you have a low budget, you're not going to get many clicks in position four. However, if you're showing up on five or 10 times that amount of auctions, then you will get away with getting a couple clicks in position four. So my mindset is to always go as wide as possible. Always give yourself a chance to get away with a low bid strategy. Try to get as many clicks you can for that small budget. And you do that by bidding lower, by showing up lower. And when you bid lower and show up lower, you get clicked on less often, but you still get clicked on. You just have to give yourself a chance to get clicked on by showing up in a lot of auctions. So I would do as many keywords as make sense. I would experiment with some loose broad match modified keywords where not all the words in the phrase are modified because that can show you on some long tail searches that not as many people are advertising on. And that would be my strategy, Chris. Chris, in general, do you agree with the smaller the budget, the more you need to focus on going wide? as wide, Not to the point where you're not getting good traffic, but as wide as possible that still makes sense because you got to get low cost per clicks. Yeah. Yeah, I no, I completely agree. Think about it this way. Um, I work with a lot of B2B companies. So with B2B, I'm not low budget. I'm more specifically low search volume, uh, low searches. Let's, let's call it that. There's just not a whole lot of searches for very specific things sometimes that B2B falls into. So absolutely, I always am fearful of a B2B client who's like, I need a B2B leads within a 10-mile radius that want help with their Excel spreadsheets you know, need a cell Excel spreadsheet person database kind of thing. And I'm like 10 mile radius. I mean, that's a nightmare. You have to have volume. So I think about it the same way. I think you're exactly right. And uh, I think that's great advice. All right, Chris. Well, this next question comes from Maria and I love the name Maria. Like I said, Chris, my girlfriend is from Mexico and like one out of every three of her female family members are named Maria. Um, but they're like technically named Maria, but then they have like different names that everyone in the family calls them, but those wow. names are hard to pronounce. Gosh. And so I just kind of call them Maria, but then calling them their name that's not really their day-to-day -day name is awkward. So then I just don't make eye contact and wow. I gravitate to another part of the room. So this question comes from Maria from Dallas. And uh, let's play a little geography as we go around here, Chris, because we're talking about suburbs and the great city of denton texas would be a nice suburb of dallas yes. yep it's a great place been there had a basketball tournament either there or was going to have one there i can't remember if i ever made it but uh yeah denton just north north of dallas north of dallas so maria she has a client that wants to dominate their geographic market in, in impression share in their eyes if i fall below 90 percent impression share for the month i have failed at my job there are months when I cannot reach 90% impression share. Is there anything else that I can try or test to help my client dominate their market? They have an unlimited budget. Chris, I'm, I'm interested mm. in your answer, but I have a dirty agency hack job 
for Maria if uh, if it comes to that. Yeah. So, okay, Maria, I have, I have two things to share. Number one is let's talk about search impression share and how it's such a arbitrary number to consider success or failure because in order to talk Not about for her client, I know it's it's ridiculous. Um, so maybe she can communicate to this this to them. I'll say it to her. Maybe she, she probably can can't share this because if they're asking about, it, they're not rational. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But search impression share is the measurement of how many searches you show up for on Google that you could have showed up for that your that your keywords qualify for. Okay, sometimes you don't disqualify only because your keywords don't match. Sometimes you're not relevant. Sometimes you just aren't qualified to show up due to rank, due to your quality score. You might have really high bids in place and you might have modified broad keywords with one plus. You might have frog grooming store and the only word that you have is frog. Very common search, frog grooming. So frog would match to a lot of things, okay? So if you have a 50% search impression share, the number of searches that you miss is probably directly related to the fact that there's a lot of searches about frog, but not necessarily about grooming. So you don't have a lot of qualified searches there. So you're losing a lot by pushing your bids up. You're kind of defeating the whole system of relevancy and quality. And it's an endless battle. You'll keep pushing them up and and you'll keep getting low click-through rates. You'll keep losing your quality scores and you'll have to keep bidding higher and higher. You're fighting a losing battle. So that's, that's my thought there. My second one is this. It's very, very simple. Assuming they don't get into the campaign too much and they have normal jobs other than being on your back and annoying the heck out of you, go into the account and cut off like late night stuff or early morning stuff or maybe tablets or maybe certain age groups. Trim a few things here and there. I guarantee you could get another five, seven, eight percent using that tactic, and they're not going to notice that you're probably not getting leads there anyway. And you can shave off a little bit of that and be the hero and say, Look, I did it. I reached 95%. But in reality, you just cut off some of that junk that they're not using anyway. So, Jason, what do you think? Am I crazy? Well, uh, that was basically my point is if you're doing your job, if you're doing everything right and they just have a stupid hang up about impression share where you're never for some industries, you're never going to get it above like 97 percent or 99 percent. It just it's never going to happen for various reasons. Um, look at your keywords. That would be my point. Look at your individual keywords and you might have some broad match modified keywords where if you cut them off, if you pause them you're still going to show up on all the other, like all the Mm. searches they would show up on anyway from other keywords. And maybe some of those keywords have a low impression share that's weighing down your impression share. So you might have a keyword that's getting a ton of impressions that has a 65% impression share. And that overall uh, impression share is being dragged down by that high impression keyword with a, with a real low impression share itself. And so what if you just pause that keyword and then you're still going to show up on the searches you want to show up on anyway that that keyword was triggering, but now your overall impression share is going to come up. So I guess our main point is once you're already doing everything right and everything you can, at a certain point, you just have to look at how you're shooting yourself in the foot with that data in terms of like having keywords that have very, very low impression shares that are weighing you down overall. And if you can pause those 
and bump up your overall impression share but still not miss any good searches because other keywords are going to take their place that would kind of be our practical advice yeah all right so jason this next one i specifically chose to keep it in its audio format because i think the message that billy in houston uh, has to say is very important so here we go Hey guys, this is Billy in Houston, long-time listener, first-time caller. Um, love the show. You guys offer great advice. Jason, you might be a little too hard on Chris sometimes, but my question is, now that average position has been sunsetted and most accounts that I'm seeing have only the uh, absolute top and the impression share top percentage columns added, how are you guys managing your campaigns and accounts without the average position. Thank you. I'll take my question off the air. So professional. Jason, what do you think? I'm not going to engage on that one. <laughs> um, but Chris, so this is Billy in Houston and uh, average position. So the first thing I would say, Billy, is um, Sugarland. Two words. It's two uh -huh. words. It's a nice suburb of Houston to the southwest. Um, as I understand it, it's a little bit upper income, I believe, the oh, Southwest yeah. Sugarland. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, just want to make sure that's right. But yeah, Billy um, in Houston, I would say first that you made it sound like you're not seeing average position at all. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. If I'm still able to add it into accounts right now, they're not putting it in as a default column. But if you go to your columns and you go to competitive metrics or competition or something like yeah, that, competitive metrics, wherever yeah. they house... Okay, wherever they house search impression share, I also have the option to add average position it's still. The very last one is where it's at. Yeah. So it's still, you're still able to add it in there. And so that's what I'm doing. But as far as what I'm planning to do once that's gone, I don't have a plan. I think it's ridiculous that they're phasing that out. I wish, yeah. like, I don't see anything wrong with just like leaving it in there as a column that you could add if you wanted it. Um, and I rely so heavily on it. That I don't have a plan right now. That's just the honest truth. Now, yeah. if they really do take it fully away, I'll just have to make do with this absolute impression share at the top and absolute impression share in the top of the page. And we'll have to figure it out. That's what we're going to have to go on. But until then, I'm going to keep using it just like I use it every day. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I, I think there's some things that, that are just whether you, you talk about Google AdWords or anything. I mean, whether you're talking about banking or government or Google ads, once you give someone something, a feature, a benefit, something like that, you don't take it away for no reason. I mean, there might be some internal reason, but for us as managers, for us as users of the system, average position Or is... take it away from every new manager or every new account that comes online and make it hard to find as a column to add. But why can't you just leave it in there leave as an it. option just to add? Just leave it. Yeah replace it automatically with something else, but Please. still allow it there. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be a sad day. I remember the sad day we had a couple of years ago when we lost version uh, one of Google AdWords and now we're in Google ads, but uh, you know, it, there's still some sun in the sky after that uh, sad day. So maybe, maybe they have something super exciting for us, but. Uh, um, and by, by the way, Chris, I would just say, um, as I envision how I'm going to do things going forward, I probably don't see myself like always adding absolute impression share, top of page, absolute impression share, no. very top. I don't see myself adding those columns and then looking at that and trying to process all that data each time I want to make a bidding decision. I am probably 
just going to more so maybe throw in the click share impression, which we talked about on a PST a while ago, page trivia. Um, I might throw that in there. And then I'm just going to focus on cost per click. And I'm going to basically do what I do with average position, just without average position. I'm going to look at my cost per click. I'm going to look at my budget and I'm going to go, oh, am I spending all of my budget? Then let me lower my bids a little bit and see if I can get more clicks for the same budget and see what happens. And then if I'm not able to spend the full budget, then I'll go, oh, I need to raise them back up. So that's how I foresee myself doing things, Chris, is I'm just going to go off of, am I spending the full budget cost per click and uh, focusing on my cost per conversion? But it's kind of going to be like, like basically when you first start driving, like you have the driving instructor next to you, you feel safe. That's the average position. But if they're not in the car anymore, after a while, you know how to drive. And I feel like I know how to manage bids. Even if I don't see that average position, I can almost do it on feel at this point. So that's probably where I'll be going. I will say one one thing. Be sure and stick around for the very last of the episode because today's paid search trivia question is my question to Jason. And I have a solution, but I don't want to give away the answer to the question. But uh, be sure and stick around, Billy, because I, I might have an answer for you, but I can't share it yet. So hey, Jason, Billy, or ahead. don't. Or don't. How about don't. that? Or, or leave now. <laughs> Just delete the podcast. If, if you if you're gonna if you're gonna come on here and say I'm too hard on Chris, <laughs> when I if you it. guys knew I a knew you fraction of the things this little cookie cutter <laughs> little boy says off air, and not everything's the way it seems. That's all I'll say. So <laughs> I am a kind today's uh, next question comes from Greg from Michigan. So if he's in Michigan. Um, That's a state. We don't so, know what city he's in, so we can't give a suburb. But Illinois, he's in is a, Michigan. Is a suburb of Michigan. You could say Illinois is around Michigan. You could say the Great Lakes are around Michigan. Michigan. Literally around it. Oh, wow! So glad I'm here for this. All right, Greg. Uh, how often do you use bid adjustments? Um, there's a lot of them. Household income, call interaction. Uh, that's a new, uh, what do they call it? Advanced bid adjustment where you can bid more to show uh, call only ads more and call extensions more. That's a call bid adjustment. Devices, location, audiences. How often do you use those, Chris? All right. So great question, Greg from Michigan. I have a preference where I usually use devices most often. And Jason actually gave me this great idea. I'll even use devices as a substitute to uh, keyword and ad group bids, where I'll just, instead of just increasing everything by 25%, you know, and going through and changing all those bids and ad group and keyword level, I will actually just go in and just change my device bids all up by 25 cents. Uh, sexy, sexy tip I gave away. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's a great one. I've always loved that one. I've, I use it. And so that's something that I use the most is devices. So from there... Probably what I start to use a little less frequently are location bids, uh, demographic bids. I don't really use demographic bids at all. I usually just exclude completely. Um, I don't typically lower bids a lot across any of my uh, bidding because if I want to lower bids, I'll either have solid information to shut it off completely like tablets. Uh, I will you know, exclude it 
like 18 to, to 24, you know, I might exclude it completely if it's like, you know, a mortgage refinancing or something like that, you know, I'll, I'll block people completely. I won't lower bids because lower bids will mean that I'll still show to them, but I'll lose some impression share. And, you know, I, I want to make sure my impression share is good and the integrity of it is still there. Uh, and when it comes to uh, call interaction, I don't use that much. I probably should use it more. But honestly, it's since I feel like it should be in the devices tab. I don't like that it's in its own separate tab. I would prefer it to be in devices. I think I would use it more. Just wrong, wrong, where it's at. Wrong. What? Wrong. What? What? Wrong. It's not there because it's about showing the call extension specifically. I know. So it could still, it could be there. It could be right below devices in the device. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, It could be. That was very rude. That was so rude. Well, no, I don't think it should be though, because no, then you're thinking about, oh, it's only for mobile. It's not only for mobile. It's it's specifically for the call extension. No, you're taller, but and I'm for older, call only ads. So it means I'm right. So I'm right. And then so last is audiences. I probably even use audiences more than I use demographics. And audiences I like specifically observation bidding for audiences because I will bump up certain things. For example, if I have a a, a travel client who wants to sell first class seats, uh, you know, types of stuff. I will bump up people who are, who have an affinity or an interest in, uh, air flight, air travel. So things like that, I'll use probably more than I'll use, um, Mm -hmm. household income and things like that. And by the way, you mentioned household income. I rarely use that because I've really come to not trust how based on zip code. Yeah. Basically it, it just, I trust the data. I just don't trust just because someone's in a lower 50 doesn't mean that they might not want something that, you know, is considered a higher dollar item. That one's very tough. And I'll, I'll start there because that's a great point. Because the other day I had a client from California and I got to be careful about this because I, I don't want to offend prospects when I'm talking to them. But they're basically like, wow, Jason, your service sounds great. And we've been shopping this around. And let me just tell you, your prices are amazing. So what's going on there? And I told them, well, you know, I live in Oklahoma City. You live in California. California. And your house costs four times what my house costs. And I don't deal with the traffic or homeless or whatever you deal with or taxes. And my standard of living is actually pretty good because it's not 1960. Mm -hmm. It's 2019. And Mm -hmm. all the digital things, Amazon, YouTube TV, affordable. we're all kind of on the same playing field now, yep. and it's pretty good to live here. So the reason why I'm able to charge less than other people is because you're overpaying for your house and I'm not. And so I got to rephrase that, I think, Chris. But my point is that what is the top 50% based on? Because my zip code where I live, because when you factor in all the zip codes in the East Coast and California that are yeah. very expensive... But my zip code, maybe I'm in the top 70%, but in reality, I might be top 90% traffic for people when they're wanting to get people with good incomes and nice houses. Yeah. So what's it based on? That that I, I think that's a good point, Chris. I'm, I'm also very hesitant to do the income thing. What I will say is the biggest mistake I've made with all these bid adjustments is overdoing them. So like I made some age and gender bid adjustments in a campaign the other week. And I thought I was looking at enough data mm. looking back like 30, 60 days. And apparently I wasn't. Cause as soon as I made them, 
my like conversion data started tanking and the yeah. account went south. Yeah. So I had to reverse it. So I'd be careful about these. Uh, the one I'm using the most is probably device. It's very clear. Desktop mobile. It makes sense. Which one's doing better? If mobile's doing a lot better, you can bid it up. If desktop's doing better, you can bid it up. If your mobile CPA is too high, you can bid it down slightly. I love those. Uh, Tablet, I'm constantly kind of turning off just because the amount of traffic it gets is very small. Usually there's no conversions from it, and I don't want to wait it out six months till it gets a sizable amount of data to make a decision. I just kind of cut it off. Not every time, but sometimes. The one thing I don't think Greg mentioned was... Uh, location bid adjustments. And I do those sometimes. I'll give you an example. I'm running a national campaign for Google Ads Management for myself. The Oklahoma City area, Chris, I've put like a 50% bid adjustment up because if someone's searching for a Google Ads Manager and they're in Oklahoma City, that's a lot more valuable traffic for me than someone in Washington or Michigan because I have that local factor. So uh, location bid adjustments, I'm, I'm kind of making those up front sometimes. Um, But yeah, I mean, my overall point, Chris, I would say they're definitely there. They're definitely great reasons you can use them. Just make sure you're using them for a reason and be very careful when you you make them. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So Justine from Melbourne, Australia. Jason, I know nothing about Australia other than that the people there are friendly and wonderful. I know suburb. a lot about Australia, including, um, I don't know if you would call it a suburb, suburb, or a neighborhood <laughs> of Melbourne, but Glenn Waverly. Oh, Glenn okay. Waverly. Okay. Chris, we have a lot of listeners in Melbourne. They're, yes. they're probably like, oh yeah, that's a neighborhood. How does he know that? Well, I know a lot of things. I know a wow. lot of things about a lot of people. Na- but Chris, yeah, have you ever been to Glenn Waverly? No, of course not. I mean, I've been, okay. I've been to Just Mexico checking. and Hawaii and recently to Canada and then Alaska. I mean... I haven't even been that direction at all. No, I'm a very poorly traveled Texan, which is sad. It's the greatest state in the world, so I don't really need to leave. Um, All right, so Justine from Australia, if a negative, if I add a negative phrase match word car. It's funny she used the word car. Car. For example, she used car. For for this, uh, does this mean that I will be prevented from showing up on searches that contain car within a word in a search? For example, carry, which has the word car in it, or carriage, which has, it has the, word the spelling C A R in it, C A R, not the word, C-A-R has the spelling, right? Yeah, and the answer, Chris, very easy. No, uh, you will not be blocked from showing up on words that include that spelling in them. You will be blocked from any search ever. That includes the word car as its own word with a space around it. Phrase match. And that's it. So Raka from Indonesia, from the Asian Pacific, Chris. I, I don't know a subject. Hey, there I'm we go. He got yeah, we got think. him. We got him. But I think I think Jakarta might be the capital, I think. Okay. Great. <laughs> what metrics should we be paying attention to in auction insights? Mm. I picked this question because I, this is such a great question Yeah, because there are a lot of metrics and I have to say there is a friend that Jason and I both share that's, that does Google ads. It's a young lady that we both work with um, at times. And she gave me a phrase that I had never heard before. And I loved it. Um, it said Google auction insights is the astrology of Google ads. Like, think about that. Is astrology like I'm a Virgo, you're a Pisces yeah, thing? Yeah, 
Exactly. Okay. That kind of stuff. It's like, so looking Please at the stars. Please explain yourself because I have no idea what you're talking about. I feel like I'm trying to be picked up right now. Like, Chris, I'm, I'm, I'm in a relationship. I know. Chris, actually, I had a dream the other night. Oh, no. That two, pro- two prostitutes were closing in on me. Okay, careful. And hear this out. Hear this out. Okay. Careful. The truth is, I turned them down. That's how loyal of a boyfriend I am. I told my girlfriend that story. At first she was mad, but then she yeah. was like, wow, you're even loyal in your dreams. So I was like, yeah. Had that dream there. And I, also in that dream, my brother shot at me with a gun. Long night. We're going to have night. to explore these dreams. I, I don't dream anymore. I, I, I don't know. I just don't. But uh, I want to hear more about this. But let's talk I about... dream every time I look into my daughter's eyes. Oh, gosh. That's what you should have said. Yeah, that's like an old live song. I remember that. Um, um, all right. So what metrics should you be paying attention to? Basically, I like to look at the impression share of competitors. But auction insights for everyone who doesn't know, it's how you can see what other advertisers are showing up on the searches you're showing up on. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. And Chris, how does that relate to astrology? Oh, so I'm back to this. Trying to pull information and understand where you are in the market and understanding your business and what other businesses are doing by looking at this data. I've had clients who try and diverge information about what keywords someone else is running or uh, how much they're spending or where they're advertising. And they're running multiple Mm -hmm. auction insights reports for different like ad groups and then some for a campaign and trying to diverge some type of information from this. That's what I mean. It's the astrology of it in the sense that you're looking at some giant thing and trying to get specific information out of it. It is such an obscure metric. And when it comes down to it, the only thing that really matters to me is the search impression share and the position of their ads. So position above or, you know, average position, stuff like that, because here's what I usually do. If they have a very low search impression share and a very high position that immediately tells me they are poorly managing their campaign because they're bidding way too high. But if they have a very good search impression share and they're doing, you know, maybe first, second, third position, I know that they're doing a lot better management because they're controlling their keywords. They don't have a bunch of broad keywords and they have no idea what they're doing. They're controlling their traffic. So they're able to control their search impression share and they're showing up in first, second position on a regular basis, possibly beating uh, my client. So when it comes down to it, that's what I look at. That's what I pull from it. I merely take the idea of, are they beating us? Are they doing better than us? And that's about it. Not what keywords they're spending or stuff like that. Okay. So Chris, uh, I guess the way I would use it, the, the number one way I've used this option insight tool is where clients are irrationally and irresponsibly beating me up about showing up in the absolute top position on their searches on their phones or whatever. And I'm telling them, no, our average position, bro, (laughs) is 1.1. So we are showing up, number one, basically all the time. They're like, not on my phone, not on my phone. (laughs) And and then they go, this other advertiser is showing up. We have to bid higher. We have to bid higher. We have to go higher. They sound like a cokehead. Like they just want to keep going and going and going and going until you're dead. And so what I tell them is, no, we are number one, even though you're not seeing it on your phone. And all you're doing is you're going to get me to bid higher and higher and higher and ruin our results. You're going to ruin your cost per conversion. And so one way I can attempt to prove that to them is I go into the auction insights and I say, look, our impression share is 95%. 
The big dog that you think is number one all the time, their impression share is 40%. They're not even showing up half the time. It's just on your phone in these random searches, they are. And then I'm able to show them average position and like, oh, we're 1.1 and the other person's average position is 2.5. So I cannot explain why we're, why you're seeing them number one on all your searches. But trust me, when I look at the data in the account, their average position is 2.5. So that's the way I'm using it the most. And uh, Chris, to me, impression share, average position, those are probably the ones I'm looking at most, but they're all interesting. Like it's, it's interesting stuff. Like yeah. uh, you get to see, it's, it's really interesting. Like I'll just tell you, I'm advertising on a certain kind of keyword. I have a client that's in the same business and they want to advertise on those keywords too. And they have only been advertising for a week in the, it's a very niche thing. I see them in the auction insights. Um, so yeah. it's, it's real time I'm or not real time, but it's like very recent. And, uh, I would say it's accurate based on what I'm seeing. So I, it's probably underutilized as I, I underutilize it. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. We have a question from Isaac and Jason, we do have, we have four more. Should we push through or should we call it a day? So on my after dinner investing <laughs> podcast, Chris, which people can find at after dinner investor.com oh, or they uh-huh. can subscribe to it on Apple podcast or Stitcher or Google Play. Um, is that a plug? Is that what they call a plug? Yes. Um, but Chris, in my podcast... I'm, I'm sorry. You're, you're allowed to do that. I'm, I'm trying... Okay. All right, guys. Let me make it even. Google uh, guys that are great looking and hunks, and I'm sure Chris's website sure, will come yeah, up. That's my business. Right? <laughs> There's your plug, Chris. There's your plug. <laughs> so um, But um, the other day, I, I went for like 55 minutes, and I was supposed to go for 20, 30 minutes, and people are loving it, so... Okay. I'm, I'm going to say, Chris, we got Patreon out there. We've been making a lot of asks lately. Let's, let's give a little keep bit. Give, let's, let's give a little give bit a little back. Let's, okay. let's keep going here. Let's, let's push forward. Let's knock these bad boys out. All right. So Isaac from YouTube, which, Jason, what's a suburb of YouTube? I would say like a Gmail, probably a suburb of YouTube. Uh, if you have all match yep. types in the same ad group for the same keyword, which keyword type will show first this is like a trivia question i think he's testing i was about to say that yeah is it in order from exact to phrase to broad to to modified broad to full broad isaac um the only answer to this and the correct answer and the only correct answer chris is going to be impressed with this the keyword match type that will show first that will be the one that gets picked to be shown will be the one with the highest ad rank end of story period here we go Absolutely correct. That is as accurate as you can get. It's yeah. the one with the highest ad rank. So if an ad rank is a function primarily of your quality score times your bid. So if your quality score on all three is an eight and you're bidding $5 on the broad match modified, $4 on the exact, $3 on the phrase, eight times five is going to be the highest ad rank score. The broad match modified one is going to show. There you go. That's it. And if your exact match had an quality score of 10 and that made it the highest overall ad rank that would be the one show it's all about ad rank end of story yep good answer jessica from clearwater check me if i'm wrong jessica please email in but i believe clearwater is around the saint pete tampa pinellas county area on the western side of florida i'm pretty sure that's where clearwater is but jessica says could you go into more depth about match types now. I know the differences 
but can you dive a little deeper into modified broad versus phrase? Which ones you prefer? My boss thinks that plus workers, plus comp, plus lawyer, and plus workmen's, plus comp, plus lawyer are not considered duplicates, but I think they are. Help, please. Jessica, I, I emailed you. I answered this one-on-one. We oh. got in touch. Oh. Told her about my new podcast, oh. Rothman PPC for Lawyers, coming oh. out soon on Apple Podcasts. Dump okay. the old man, going solo. Okay. Another plug. Well, wow. Vicious today, Chris. You can't get two. You Vicious. Can't, you cannot do two in one show. I know. You're, you're like prolific on these podcasts. You keep coming up with new ones. And now you just need to come up with subscribers and you'll have something going. So <laughs> uh, my, my thought is this. While workers comp lawyer could show for workman's comp lawyer. They could both show on the same search term. Broad match modified, yeah. For broad match modified Google could trigger both of those. I would even say they could possibly show for the same on an exact match. Google could swap workers for workmen's because they're... At this point, yeah, yeah, I could see that happening. Absolutely. I don't know, but I could see. Yeah, absolutely. From what I've seen, how loosely based exact matches are nowadays, absolutely. So... In that case, yes, but I wouldn't really consider them to be duplicates because they're yeah, they're I? different words, but in the reality, they will come to the same thing. So, but I think both of you, I mean, maybe this is just an argument you have while, while you're having lunch or something or whatever. So maybe it's just a point of interest, but if this is really a contention, I would like to offer my management services, Chris at ChrisShafer.com, because I think you're off the point of focusing on the right things. If you're worried about having duplicate keywords in your account, I would like to offer my consultation services, chrisschafer.com, because I can answer these questions and get you focused on the right things because duplicate keywords will not kill your campaign. You are not competing against yourself. You're not making yourself bid more. You're not doing something that Google's going to punish you for. You need help, chrisschafer.com. Wow. So, Chris, my inclination here would be the same. Like, yeah, workers' comp lawyer and workmen's comp lawyer are very similar. No matter what match type you use at this point, Google might show each on the other. However, I want data on both. I think they're separate enough that I'm going to have both of those keywords in there. And I like what you're saying here, Chris. I think a lot of people do get too caught up on duplicate keywords. Hmm. Um, and th- this is like what we talked about last week. This is an art, not a science. You and me are known for not skagging. You and me are known for going in a more simple direction when possible. Even though that may not be the most simple way to say that. I just don't know if simpler is a word or more simply. Or It's okay. Uh, even at private school, they didn't teach us that. But Chris, I think you and I are known for going in the simple direction. So some people might peg us as someone who would go, oh, yeah, you got workers' comp lawyer. Google will probably show you on both. You don't need to have both. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. We're the Paid Search Podcast guys. But no, it's not always that easy. In this case, they're different enough for me that I would want to have both. And I would want to see what they show up on. And I would want data on each of them. Here's a a question for you, Chris, because I think we're in agreement on this one. What about workers' comp lawyer, broad match modified on all words in the phrase? versus workers' compensation lawyer. Would you have both of those? Oh, I would definitely have both of those. Yeah, because that... And those are even more similar. Yeah, 
Okay, compensation versus comp. Yeah, oh, definitely. Because comp might do better if the person actually typed comp versus uh, compensation might do better if they did compensation in their search. So that is purely... In terms of ad rank and quality score. It has nothing to do with relevancy. I'm just gaming the quality score system there. I mean, that's all it is. And and I guess our basic point to Jessica is that you don't want to have ad groups with the same keywords over and over, like the exact same keywords in different ad groups or two campaigns with the same keywords. But having keywords one time in a campaign that are somewhat similar, that have the same search intent, that's okay as long as they're at least separate at some level. You're not penalizing yourself. uh, You're not making it too complex. As long as they're somewhat similar or as long as they're different in some way, it's okay to have very similar keywords in there and see the data on each of them and see how they perform. Yeah. Okay, so we have two more, two more questions, one from me and one from Jason, and uh, we're going to get to them. But first, I want to say quickly, optio.com slash PSP. We have to thank our sponsor. Look, they have to get back to building amazing software. They've been listening. They've been with us the whole time. They, they have to get back because they have a lot of important things to do. They can only stick around for an hour, and that's where we're at right now. So optio.com slash PSP. Get email alerts. Get extra incentives on how to improve your campaigns with ways that you may not have thought of before. Extra recommendations beyond just the google.com recommendations. You're looking at optio.com slash PSP. Six-week extended trial. Take advantage of it just because you listen to this show. All right, so Jessica from Lincoln, Nebraska. Lincoln, oh, Nebraska. two Jessicas in a row. Yeah, I did that on purpose. That's cool. Isn't that amazing? I like that. Yeah. So Lincoln, Nebraska, I used to work. One of my very first PPC clients was in Lincoln, Nebraska. It was actually an agency. Berkshire Hathaway? Uh, you worked for Buffett? No, no. I wouldn't. Do you think I'd be here now? No, wouldn't be talking to you. So, Chris, um, interesting story. Oh, uh, we don't have time. For, uh, we literally don't have time. We have time. <laughs> we have time. Oh, we got all the time in the world, Chris. Oh, I know you don't work on Thursday afternoons. <laughs> Come on. I know you, you go to your modeling gigs. Uh, Berkshire okay. Hathaway, Chris, Charlie Munger, Warren Buffett lately, in their annual shareholder meetings, they've been, made comments that they missed out on investing in Google early on, back in the mid-2000s. Mm. They missed out on it. You know why they missed out on it? And why they're kind of like, oh, we should have seen it. Because they own Geico, the car insurance company. And they saw early on in Google's history how Geico at the time was paying like $10, $12 per click for car insurance keywords and getting new business. And that's how Berkshire Hathaway and Google AdWords are in the same story. Go ahead. Wow. All right. So Jessica from Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, My boss is a little annoyed that I'm leaving clicks on the table. But I don't quite know how to solve this. Would you recommend increasing my bids on current keywords or testing new ones? Most of these have only been running two weeks. So if we go back and read her original email, she's talking about the fact that you know there's search impression share left, there's budget left, there's there's something that the boss is annoyed about for leaving clicks on the table. Jason. Throw your girth onto this question. Chris, I wish I wish my clients were just sitting around their offices arguing with each other <laughs> about how they could pay Jason more money. Like, is Google's business not good enough for Google? Like, yeah. it just seems like whatever they've done with this Google Ads interface, with the auction system, 
with making people compete against each other. There's just some little human thing that triggers in people's brains that goes, I got to get more. I got to dominate. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's I crack. see other people on my searches. And people just argue about how to give Google more money. It's like good for Google, good for Google shareholders like myself. Wow. Part owner of Google. Yeah, I am a part owner of Google. I'm not going to say what Let's, percentage. So Jessica but... needs help. Jessica needs help. We are we are losing steam here. No, we're not, dude. Uh, people love it. I'm going to name this epic No. Google Ads question. No, we'll talk about show. the title. I'm, le- <laughs> I'm leaving clicks on the table. I don't know how to solve this. Um, only been running for two weeks. That's why I don't have a boss, Chris. Like, yeah. Like, stupid questions you want me like to that. answer your stupid question, boss? Like... I, that's why I would get fired if I work for yeah. a boss. I I don't even know what to say that. Yeah. That, not to Jessica, to her boss. Like, Dude, I, yeah. I don't even know Jessica. how to. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll I'll give it a shot. Jessica, I work for clients early on. They're like, oh, I want things to ramp up. I, I guess I would say you have to communicate that it takes time for accounts to ramp up. It takes time for them to get quality score history. Look at your search terms report. Um, run preview tool searches yourself for keywords you think your boss would want to show up on. If you're not showing on those searches, why do you not have the keywords in there? If you don't add in the keywords, um, pay attention to your search impression share. I guess that's where you can communicate to them. If you actually are leaving things on the table, if you're leaving things on, if you're missing out due to budget, you can tell them, yeah, we are leaving things on the table. Search impression share loss due to budget is 40%. Uh, we could increase our budget by 40% or just increase it and start getting more of the same traffic. Um, if we're losing due to rank, that means we ne- could up our bids and show up more. Um, I guess that's how I would communicate yeah. things, Chris. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I think, uh, Jessica, if you if you want to get to the meat of the problem, uh, ask, you know, what's not showing up? What do you think we're missing out on? You know, do some searches, prove, yep. prove that you're showing up as you need to show up. And then second, maybe uh, what they're not communicating subtly is that budget isn't really the problem. What they're really concerned about is just missing out. And maybe uh, maybe they have a conflict between the budget they've given you and what their expectations are. And there's a disconnect there. And you need to basically lay that out and say, listen, you think I'm leaving clicks on the table here, but I only have $500 to spend. I mean, if I bid, yeah, we are agree with them. We are leaving clicks yeah, on the table. Be, yeah, there you because go. Because look at how much we're losing due to our budget. Yeah, uh, it's a very sensitive thing telling yeah. people that basically they're wrong, and it's hard to communicate. Yeah, that, you just but. have to lay out their conflicting uh, information they've given. You give me a five hundred dollar budget, and now you're telling me to be more aggressive. You cannot have both of these things if you want to. Oh, to- Chris, you have not worked for someone in a long time. Like you are very combative yeah, the way you're wording this. You keep saying you're wrong. You're telling me. Yeah. You're telling me. You're telling me. That's not going to go over again. I love getting in fights with my clients, and uh, if I get fired, it means I won. So, <laughs> please. Whoa. <laughs> please. Whoa. Someone's been dealing with a bad client this week. Whoa. Yeah, I'm on fire. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna move on. Sterling from Vancouver, Canada, in a sense, oh, a suburb of Saskatchewan, where. This is my mother was born great in a sense, a suburb. Um, do your clients notice a lot of wasted clicks that didn't relate into calls? <laughs> I've never had, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> this is, this is juicy, Chris. Yeah. Um, I had three clicks last night and not one call $60 down the drain. Uh, any information on tips you could share on this would be amazing. Amazing. Okay. 
Uh, Chris, are we talking specifically call only? Or are yeah. we talking? Yeah, I think so. I think what he's we referring are. to is, okay. is Sterling is referring to call only. So Sterling, the ugly truth about call only is that you get charged when the click happens, not when the call happens. He said it. I didn't. That's the ugly truth about call only. It is still worth it because you can get leads at lower rates because when they click on your website, you always pay, but then they have an option to call and they can get distracted. They don't like the pictures you have on your site. You didn't pick the right title on your, uh, your headline for them to, to like what they want. So call only works because it skips all that mumble jumbo and just gets straight into call or don't call. And sometimes a $60 cost per acquisition for a call only is worth it because your click on website and call acquisition might be a hundred, uh, cost per acquisition. So that's, yes, there's a lot of, there are wasted clicks and it can be a very low call percentage, but typically it stays within the same range. You know, some you might get a one-to-one and other ones you might get a three-to-one rate. Um, but in the end, it kind of equals out. Yeah, Chris, good point. Uh, when people click on the call on the ad, the thing pops up on their smartphone that says, do you want to call this number? Yes or no? And if they click no, you still get charged because they clicked on the ad. It's cost per click. Um, and that's what's going on. But Chris, it's not a, it's not a waste because from Google's perspective, just because someone clicked on a traditional ad and goes to your website, a lot of those clicks don't turn into conversions either. So I see Google's argument here. Um, what I would recommend, Sterling, is different. In my experience, different kinds of keywords have different what I call click-to-call ratios. And so what I would do is you already have the clicks column. Add in the calls column, the phone calls column. Go to a large period of time. And either download at the campaign or the ad group or the keyword uh, tab, whatever makes sense for you. Edit down your spreadsheet once you download it to your ad group keyword or campaign, whatever you're looking at. And then your clicks column and then your phone calls column. Divide the clicks column by the phone call column and that'll give you your click to call ratio. That'll tell you how many calls you're getting or maybe it's called a click ratio. That'll tell you how many calls you're getting per click. And so if, if for every 10 clicks, you get seven calls, that's a 70%. And so look at your high volume, either ad groups, keywords, or ads, whatever you're looking at, and see if some of them stand out over a large period of data of, as having bad call to click ratios. And then you can only do call only on the ones that are working. But you know what? A simpler way to do this is look at your cost per conversion column. If your cost per conversion is too high, it may be because for whatever reason, that kind of keyword has a low call ratio. Just lower the bids and get it to a manageable point. All right. So that's it. But hang on for a second. One last thing before the music plays us out. Right here. You can hear it in my hand. I have today's paid search trivia question for Jason. Jason, I don't write it on the spreadsheet because I don't want you to even see it before I ask. Um, and I hinted at what this is. So here it is. It's true, false. And I'll just read it word for word here. With custom columns, which I don't know if you know anything about, <laughs> but we'll find out. With custom columns, you can create new metrics. For example, mobile search impression share. True or false? False. False. Custom columns are only saving... Uh, columns that exist already in an order you want them to show up in. 
at the ad group, keyword, campaign, whatever level, and you save them with a name. That's what a custom column is. So false. You don't get to create your own new data columns. Is that correct? That's correct. That is correct. Yes. You did oh, it. Yes. Wow. I got one. You're 50, you're 50, yes. 50 now. <laughs> or is that, is that 25? Is that one to three or one to four? I don't know. But anyway, custom columns are something you can actually create in your modify columns button at the very bottom. You can create your own columns. And the reason this is false is because you cannot create metrics that don't exist. I wish there was a way to see your mobile search impression share. But if you were to add search impression share and then want to combine that metric with mobile only, you can't really do that because it doesn't provide those metrics in that way. But the fact is you can create them. So going back to what I talked about at the very middle, so that was two hours ago uh, when we started, um, (laughs) Billy from Houston If you are concerned about average position metrics disappearing, what you could do is you could create some type of formula that basically takes the percent at the top or uh, click share percentage and come up with your own arbitrary position mathematics to say, if it shows 90, I'm going to tell people you're in first position. If it shows 70, I'm going to tell people that you're in third position or something like that. You can kind of create your own metric there if Google were to be so mean as to take away average position in the future this year. Um, But uh, that was my question. Good job, Jason. And um, what we have from here is our little discussion. Jason and I are about to talk about this week's clients, things we learned, some things about Google Ads management. And we're just going to just like we usually do talk. And that is just for our Patreon listeners. So be sure if you want to join those amazing folks, check it out. PaidSearchPodcast.com. Click on Patreon and we will see you there.